0: Latest news, views, and reaction to the A League, the Socceroos, and Australian football. This is 442 FM. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's issue edition of 442 FM. I am your host, Adam Jackson. We've got a full house today. Um, and, and just to make up for the lack of a pod last week, well, we've got editor Kevin Ayres. Hello. We've got Con Stammer Good afternoon. And back. Tom Stelzer. Good to be back. Big fella. Right. So we've missed a week. So we've got a bit a bit to catch up on today.
1: What's happened?
0: Um, so, round Anything one happened? and two. So. Um, Anything happened? Right. Con is. Before con bursts, let's talk about the Sydney Derby. Let's start there. <laughs> Come on, mate.
1: One of the greatest games of club football in Australian football history. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that, isn't, that what it, isn't that what's been written and said about it? Is that what you wrote about it and said about it? Oh, I, I thought about it a lot. <laughs> uh, what a fantastic way to open the A-league. Why haven't they done that before? right? Why haven't they opened up with the two derbies mm. before? I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, you can't just have one... We, we, you can't just have one just Talk about the first derby. I think it's good to talk about both derbies as a whole the impact that they've, that they've had and what they wanted to have. And it's just gone further than they, they could ever think of. Even the fans have kind of behaved, don't you kind think? Of. Kind, kind of, of. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, apart from the occasional flare like one at each match, one at each time, one, one at each match per capita. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's what 100,000 people. Two three flares. That's not too bad. I
1: reckon the the boat shops are really pissed off. Mm. Two flares out of a hundred thousand. <laughs> There's somebody there that's got a huge big box of... <laughs>
3: boxes and boxes of flares that have gone unsold.
0: It's like you know you know when you come out of. Um, out of watching like a big game, like a um, l- l- let's say uh, soccer in Japan, for example, and you walk out of the stadium, and there's the guys that sell the scarves before, and it's like the half and half scarf, yeah, and they're like, yeah. they're like discounted scarf, <laughs> half and half, it's especially
3: come, at yeah. Liverpool, and Manchester United games, <laughs> yeah. like every single one unsold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, half scarf wanker, half oh, a scarf.
0: <laughs> um, I like a half scarf. oh <laughs> Mate,
3: <laughs> Seriously there should be laws against out. Um, But yeah it was not a bad way to kick off Unless you're a Wanderers fan of course or Tony Popovich It was a pretty good way to, to start the season wasn't
0: it So we called that That in our preview We were like is Popper's tactics of reinventing the wheel every, at the start of every season Is that going to come and bite him in, in the bottom for the opening game against, in the derby And,
1: and it did too many players. There are too many new players yeah. to get used to each other. Sydney only had a, only three or four players that they brought in, but they're quality players. Yeah,
3: yeah, I mean, I have to say I was surprised and impressed by how good Sydney were. Uh, you know, I didn't, I think it said before, I didn't think they were going to do anything like as good as... People were predicting, and Arnie, of course, was always predicting they were going to do great, but uh, other people, Simon Hill had, him, had them down for first place this season... I wasn't expecting anything like as good a side as we saw. I mean, they were just devastating. I think Wanderers really threw it away uh, because they just didn't turn up in the same way.
1: Do you reckon Sydney railed them with the way that Sydney were building up the game? Arnie was having words. Broski was saying, we yeah. hate them. Yeah. And I've never heard that kind of talk yeah. by yeah. any kind of team yeah. or player captain. A before a game, that's some fighting words and I think the, they were
3: also the fans have got to be respected for not taking that on board and running with it because if there had been any ugly scenes that really would have come back and bitten Broski and people very badly for ramping it up uh, but in the end no, I mean they, they won the mind games they won the game conclusively and fair play going out getting Wanderers and then getting Mariners up next and thumping them. What a great start to the season. I mean, the mental condition, place that they must be in, though. Just
1: sensational. And there should be a T-shirt at the moment, which is 4-0 is the new black. (laughs) Because that's just, everyone's I can't
2: remember a season with this many 4-0s or poor goals for his side in the first two rounds. I mean, he had four or five now. Yeah. I mean that's pretty ridiculous. I think the goals per game ratio so far this season. It was probably,
3: always on the cards. I mean, yeah. we, we did actually put on the cover of last uh, month's issue: goals, goals, goals for the A League preview because it was only ever going to be maximum goals this season. I think I think we're going to see a record hole but, if it, unless something serious happens. I think you missed out on fourth goals. Yeah goals, uh, goals.
1: yeah, goals, 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 goals. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to the first weekend. Uh, what else happened, apart from the derby?
2: Um, I don't know. I, to oh, me, it's just the, a derby blur. The Mariners' comeback. Three down <laughs> at half-time. Don't call it a comeback.
1: That was quite sensational. Uh,
0: what, what an unbelievable game that was.
1: Yeah. Glory thought all their dreams had come come at once, with all the returning players <laughs> playing, and then the second half it was a nightmare, wasn't it?
0: It was a game of two halves. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> certainly was.
1: I mean, you
3: would not, the amount of money you would have lost in that game. Oh. <laughs> Beforehand and a half time. I mean, that's just the ultimate. Well, when was the last Mug time Hunter Mariners bet? scored
2: three goals in a whole game, let alone 45 minutes last mm, season? Right. I, yeah. I don't know if it even happened. Well, yeah. They scored a few goals. There um, there's a few
0: games where they, they scored a few, but, but yeah, it's the defence. And obviously, the Sydney game this week kind of compounds how bad that defence is.
3: 93 goals to go. To my prediction
1: of the hundred the season, I think, and we're on track. The, we're on track. The being having having the a trait where you forgive people should not be part of your coaching repertoire. Like Paul Icon shouldn't be forgiving Fatty and getting him to play again because this how happy are Sydney fans that he doesn't play for them anymore mm. after his display.
0: Well, talking about in, one ex <laughs> Sydney player, Nasevski. Oh my god, oh my god. That that, but both just of them
3: was it, ridiculous. That was... I mean, there was an entire blooper reel in in, in that one, one game. match.
0: He looks, uh, he looks so far out of his depth. Yeah, he, he looks like he's won a competition or something. He, <laughs> I, 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 I feel, I feel bad because I've, I've met him before and he's a, he's a nice guy. But
3: and he is a better, he, he was a better keeper than that. I mean, that's that's just like secret agent stuff. Fatty and Nitzeski together just oh. working for Sydney FC. That was just <laughs> shocking. I mean, just incredibly shocking.
1: How the two of them... It just... I mean, yeah. They're senior players. They, they, it's like they've never played before. Yeah. Mm. That's, the, that's the... And Mariners have already got a... The, the, the issue with Mariners is they've got so many young players They were supposed to come in and provide experience and leadership to these young guys. And they're and showing... The opposite of leadership. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, trouble there.
0: Trouble, trouble at the Mariners. Um, a, a little interesting stat that I picked out from from the, the round just gone. Um, two teams, that we had the two teams that had the least possession uh, so far this season. Um, both played in this round. Both teams won four <laughs> nil. So Sydney, Sydney FC had 35 percent possession, um, and and the Jets had thirty six percent possession and that's the, the least that we've had so but, far this season. Do you know
3: who's got the most possession
0: so far this season? It might it, it might be Mariners, it might be
1: Mariners and Brisbane Roar. Yeah. But it's effective position. It? <laughs> it's
0: fictive. I mean,
3: yeah, playing fictive, in your own half passing fictive. backwards. Well, obviously two nothing. It's All about the fictives. Mm. Mariners have had 65% possession and
1: Roar have had 63.8% possession. And it's almost like the other team is just going, okay, have the ball, do do whatever you want. What are you, what are you going to do against us?
0: Mm. And, and and going back to Sydney FC, they they look lethal on that on that counter.
3: Babo's looking very good. That combination yeah. with Holosko, Halasko has suddenly come to life. Oh I mean, the, that's been the missing ingredient clearly for him.
2: Mm. Well, I the partnership—it's just, just taken the weight off his shoulders. The expectation—he's yeah. sharing the burden now with Bobo and you know Bros coming back and that kind of thing. That he's. You know he's playing with a bit more freedom, and already yeah. it's yielded dividends. And he's looked the player he almost looked he could have been last season already.
3: Yep, definitely. Hey. But I, I, you know I think uh, it is so impressive, and yet the uh, even more impressive still, although I still don't think we've seen the best of it yet, is Melbourne City uh, front line because that is just going to be devastating when that all gels. I think.
0: Okay, let's talk about him. This. Uh, people in people in football and the football diehards have almost uh, almost getting a little bit tired of, of tim cahill and and I, uh, you know there's there's been a lot of chat he's been wheeled out at every opportunity and then within twenty minutes boom he he absolutely puts all the doubters um, uh, to bed and it what such a tim Cahill thing to do <laughs> it's oh. It was
3: just smashed. He just smashed it. Just smashed the, the role that he's there to bring to mm-hmm. the football, international headlines. I mean, he was literally he was viral within seconds globally. Yeah. Uh, the A League was uh, trending. Melbourne Derby was trending in America before it was trending in Australia. <sighs> I mean, wow. it, it was just insane. Trending in the UK. He put the A League on the global map with one strike. Uh, just
2: incredible. I mean, that's effectively what he was brought here to do. That he was meant to, yeah, you know, exactly lift. league up to that. It game. was in his contract that he had to score oh, for 40 yeah. yards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it but that's ridiculous. He, he doesn't have that in his arsenal. He doesn't have that in his kit bag. He's got everything. He pulls it out. Uh, I think there's nothing he
3: can't do. You know, it was similar to the goal against Holland, certainly. But as they said after the match, Fornaroli scored the goal that Cahill should have scored, and (laughs) Cahill scored the goal (laughs) that that Fornaroli should have scored. Um, And that is why Melbourne City are going to be so lethal. You know, they've got that kind of firepower where they can just pull out any tricks from anywhere in the park. Uh, and uh, getting the, the service as well. Kamau, how good is Kamau? Oh, my gosh, he looks amazing. Jesus. He looks uh, so amazing. I completely forgot about Aaron Moy. It was just like, who? Which one was he? he <laughs> some bold bloke. <laughs> who wasn't Kenny Lowe?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Kamau, Fornaroli, Captain's Armband. That was a bit of a surprise.
3: Yeah, well, that came out a couple of weeks before the season started. Mm. Look... Maybe a differentiation between marquees and so forth, but yeah, it is a bit a bit surprising when he doesn't have that much English.
0: Uh, but that the performance against victory, I thought he was brilliant. You know, he was he played a key part in the first three goals. That first one, he was just he was just dogged and he was mm. chasing down the ball, causing loads of problems. You know, he almost made it easy for Kale to score from forty yards. But, um, <laughs> um, but but the second one, obviously he scored, uh, and then the third was he was chasing back, he tackled Garia, um, you know, brilliant bit of play, nice ball down the line for um, for Kamal to run onto. Mm. You know, and and, that, and that's what you want from you. That's what you want from your captain. And. and he surprised me he had that kind of like Uruguayan uh Suarez mm. um, sort of like
2: nastiness and about there. him and uh, yeah. and yeah that's, he deserves that i just
3: man? monstering everything everywhere mm. yeah
2: no, well, I think great. also kind of what we were saying about Holosco that having Cahill theres I think gonna he's just gonna relish that chance to kind of last you know last year he saw all the headlines he was a revelation in the a league Cahill's now the you know He's the absolute A-lister of the A-league. Fornarelli can now just concentrate on backing cool. up his amazing season last year and playing good football. And he looks like he's yeah. loving it. Even the celebrations of the goals against victory, he was kind of in you know, a... If he hadn't scored, he was the first one over there celebrating, you know, mm. you could tell it kind of meant a lot to him. And he was, you know, excited playing in that team. Yeah, did,
0: did you see the Fornarelli goal... Cahill and him ran, and, he, and Cahill, you just heard Cahill say on like the audio,
1: he was like, "That's what we do. That is what we do." <laughs> uh, and even when he scored his first goal, you hear him say, "It's on the back. The yeah. name's on the back of the shirt." <laughs> like just those little grabs, uh, gold, and you would just you you would not have expected that. Even the FFA would not have dreamed that he would score a goal like that and create such a buzz around it. Mm. Like you, you probably thought, okay. Maybe a header, maybe something like that. Because he didn't, he, he, when he came on for the Socceroos, he really didn't show much. You didn't even know if he was fit. Do you know what I mean? He hadn't been playing yeah. many yeah. minutes, and to do that, that's just like I, I reckon the the A League Department of the FFA should just go home for the rest of the season. Job's been done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but of course, he's also on
3: the cover of our latest mag Tim Cahill legend <laughs> what a legend man.
0: so good we put him on the cover twice in the same issue
3: three times actually over the two issues as well yeah. <laughs> not that we're keen on Tim Cahill but <coughs> he does pop up on our cover quite a lot um, well if he does moments like that he deserves
1: to be well, who, who, who else does
3: that he is the biggest player in Australia by far uh, and you know, a dominant personality in the the magazine. We've got great insight into what he uh, perceives the future for Australian football is, and some words for AFL and NRL. And we also find out fifty six, fifty seven of his biggest secrets because uh, none of us can count and it was only supposed to be 50 but <laughs> 57, you got bonus 7 extra secrets He
0: um, did keep the 40-yard goal up his sleeve though, he didn't tell us about that I know, I was really one quite
3: disappointed Must we'd have had to pay more for that one, I think <laughs> yeah. um, It's interesting to see he's popping up on covers left, right and centre he's also on the cover of the latest Foxtel magazine in his full gear coming out of a pool Can oh, really? somebody please explain to me what that picture is about with his boots on I'm as well? He's in a full kit. City, city Full city kit. i not saying that. Coming out of a swimming pool. Wow. Because it's summer? Is it summer?
0: Mm. Is that what we're doing? Making in, a splash in the... Oh, oh. uh,
3: that was the <gasps> yeah. only possible thing, but that cover line's not been used. All right. So it's just, he's back in the pool in his gear. Whatever. Hmm. Okay anyway buy 4 4 much better and cover makes more sense
0: <laughs> and if you've got any suggestions on what that cover line could be um, get in touch Twi- tweet us Tweeters. Um right as we're talking about sitting um, victory not the best start to the uh, to the season obviously 4-1 um, loss in the, in the derby they um, you know flattered to deceive in the first game against Brisbane who obviously took a 4-0 spanking this week Um What's what's the issue there? Obviously, they've just signed um, the German. Um, Is he going to replace Bozanic who's looked pretty poor so far this season? Somebody
3: has to, really, don't they? Mm. Because is just not at the party so far. Um, But I think uh, your man, the German, is more of an attacking midfielder, whereas Bosanich is a bit deeper uh, usually. So yeah, I'm not quite sure what that hole, how they're going to fill that hole. Blairy is usually better at sort of that defensive midfielder position, and still missing Milligan, of course, in that role as well. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there's just that little central midfield gap that's just not being filled properly at the moment.
0: It's, Milligan is the it has been the biggest issue or the biggest yeah. player that they've struggled to replace, haven't they? Yeah.
1: Where's Tracey been? He didn't
0: play he's that game. Injured, is he? So Troisi was in, was injured is for the first game. Oh, sec- sorry. Um, second, this is the second game.
1: Yeah,
0: but um Ras came in and, uh, and and made sure that people remember why he's called the Kiwi Messi. He certainly did. What a what a goal that was!
3: It's been some spectacular strikes already. Um, but yeah, I think victory are going to have their work cut out just to get back on form. It um, yeah.
2: looks like they've carried the ball from the back end of last season, where they dropped down the ladder. And you know, yeah, without, um, without a kind of whimper in this in the finals,
3: it was interesting actually. Both before the uh, the Melbourne derby this weekend, both teams went into to lockdown very early in the week. Uh, Melbourne City were only allowing uh, press there for the first 15 minutes of training on a Tuesday. The socceroos only let you in for the f- first 15 minutes the day before the match, wow. the rest of the time, you've got free access. Uh, City went into lockdown on Tuesday, and Victory went into lockdown on Wednesday. Uh, so you know, they were both. Neither of them could be accused of not taking it seriously.
1: Um, but when it actually kicked off, there was only one team there. I think Victory's um, the the players they brought in, and the players that they have at the moment. It's not doesn't do anything for me. Donicky, I don't think he was a big player for Brisbane Raw. Ben Kalfala has lost his form from the first season. Mitchell Austin, is it Mitchell or Mitch? Mitch. Mitch Austin, I don't think he's something that's... I don't think he's a victory player. I don't think he's like a marquee kind of Aussie. He showed good glimpses at Central Coast, but I don't think he'd strike fear into the hearts of opposition. He's a a prospect. Yeah. He's raw talent. Ross. yeah, but Ross. he was with New Zealand on international duty too, so it's pretty good for him to show what he had, but yeah, I don't think victories, I don't I think, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not impressed with them this season to be honest.
3: I am surprised they let Costa Barbarossa's go so mm. easily yeah. um, he was a weapon uh, Guy Finkler was starting to show his age, mm. perhaps perhaps be- past his best but as you say, you know, Kalfala is not what he was a couple of years ago uh, last season he went very quiet and this season doesn't look like he's got any better Um, I think there's just the danger of clinging on to the idea that these were good players, they're still going to be good players and not necessarily living up to Rojas I think will still be sensational Barisha was missing completely uh, during the derby which was really surprising for a man who normally loves these kind of situations Uh, he was
1: completely anonymous Um, Is this where you say... He's lost to it, and then he starts scoring goals. Or he's, uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was that about this time last year? <laughs> <laughs> what a fool would do
0: that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, Give would me it a break. I would as uh, if well, I think would I'd say that. that. I did. I did say something actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, but, um, this was. I was trying to dig out the stat from uh, Bozanic from uh, from this last week. Eight passes, sixty three percent in the derby. He's central midfielder. Yeah, and he's he made eight passes.
1: It was a shocking run.
0: Not, um,
1: well, he would have been chasing South Americans the whole game, Bazanich. That's why that's <laughs> what his problem was, yeah. But yeah, uh, city worthy winners, I think,
0: very much so. Um uh,
3: looking the goods,
0: um, one team that um is, has been questionable whether or not they were worthy winners, um, from this last round, Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, yeah, the slippery fish put uh, put Adelaide one up, but um, a very lucky Santa Lab. Um, scored a brace. Did he deserve to be on the pitch for that second goal?
3: Uh, Wanderer should have been down to nine men. Could have been. Should have been. Should have been. I said when Clisby's tackle went in the first time, the, the, a red card wouldn't have been unfair, and got slammed for it by a few people. I still stand by that. That uh, was in the
1: first minute. Yeah, 53
3: happened. seconds. I mean, it, it was
0: just savage absolutely savage. Uh, it's it's one of those like when you play amateur football and your coach goes put in that really tough tackle in the first few minutes yeah. because you're not going to get sent off and just make if you're playing against a decent player make him make sure they know you're there. And and I think fair enough but you should put you should try and keep it below the knee.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we were talked about it briefly before, you know, I think Popovic's probably got a lot of Responsibility for that tackle. Yeah. I think that was a clear direction mm. to Clisby, Clatrum, uh, and then him just picking himself up, walking off without even looking over his shoulder. That's not what football is about.
0: Mm.
3: And that's not going to get you any further in uh, your career these days.
0: Best coach in the A League, according to Santalab.
3: Yeah. Mm. I think we need a little bit more silverware in the uh, in the cabinet before you can start making those claims.
0: Yeah, but, uh, Clepsby did come out after the game and has, has apparently reached out to to Therio and has said there was no malice in it. There was no intent. It was just a badly timed tackle. But
3: really, why didn't he stop and help him up?
0: Yeah, that's uh, it. It didn't look good. It did not look good,
1: and he was—he wasn't playing in the first game, so maybe that's one of the reasons too. He like mm. wanted to show Popovich, mm. yeah. They deserve to he, be there. He can be your just—I'll
3: be your destroyer. Mm. But yeah, it's not going to make him many friends outside of Popovich's lounge room, I suspect.
0: Uh, but Santalab did what he's there—what he's there to do—and um, first goal. Was just great forward play, super sub. Yep. And um, again, really, the second like the, the ball back from Nichols was just so intelligent. Mm. Like he, he, it was through like three or four, three players I think it was, just slotted back. All the players running towards the goal, and you know it was there to be, it was there to be blasted in. Yeah. Uh, Nichols, I, I thought had a pretty good game. You know, it looked like he's, um, he's linking up with with the, the new guys at, uh, at Wanderers. They obviously looked. They looked like they were they were gelling a lot more, a lot better than they did in the first game. Still a lot of work to be done, though, I think.
3: Uh, the uh, Argentinian Martinez had had his moments as well, I thought. Yep. And the
1: Japanese guy, too. slowly slowly Jumpy. Yeah. Not jumpy, apparently. But, but I wonder be. if he's just going to be all, like, fizz. Like, jumping around, running in between plays, but then no, no final product. Mm. I just wonder about that.
3: Early days. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Bullet,
2: what's your what's your take on him from the from the opening two rounds? I think, as Condor said, I think there's, I think Wanderers have a pretty mixed record with, you know, foreign attacking players, Marquee players that you can tell he's, you know, he's got the passion, he's got the drive, but mm. I thought even against Sydney, he was lively without really bringing that much of the game, and that could be the problem here. I think that. They've got a lot of new, yeah, fresh blood coming in, especially up front. And if they don't gel, then they're in a lot of trouble because they're going to rely on them all to be scoring the goals.
3: I'm surprised, Bill, it's not done more so far. To be honest, I would, I would have expected him to have got at least one goal by now. To be honest,
0: I can't. I, I can't really remember him doing anything. No. He had a shot against Sydney that that kind of that he dragged wide. But apart from that, that I can't really.
3: Yeah, he's really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, so far, and I think. Again, like I say, they, and Tom was saying, they have got a lot of new faces in there. They need to gel. They need to build up partnerships and relationships and understanding. But uh, yeah, so far, Bill, it's been one of my biggest disappointments because mm. I have big hopes for him uh, as a player overall.
0: Well, yeah, I suppose he he feels like he's a returning player, but he isn't really because he's playing with. It was so brief. Yeah, it uh, well, well, was fleeting. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: thanks, McDonalds um but yeah he I, I still think he'll you come good and I think the wanderers will come good as well but just could do with less of those kind of tackles
0: the champions adelaide just one point a draw against newcastle in the opening round yeah. um they this the, another team with huge gaps in that in that starting 11 and even and one even bigger one now with or not um not going to be there uh, I think Enrique's been a, been a good signing for him. Definitely,
3: yeah. Um, you,
0: you look, and you also look at Brisbane as well and, and think they could they could probably have done with him.
3: True, um, there's a lot wrong with Brisbane, though I think. Uh, and Enrique's it would just be one part of it. Mm. I think Adelaide just giving everyone a head start again. <laughs> yeah, just keep, keep sit, sitting back, letting you have that eight eight games, and then they'll come good.
2: I don't think there's, the injuries are going to be a worry, though. The last thing they needed is, you know, Theriot out for what is a couple of months. Ten weeks. So, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Up to ten weeks, they say. So, as I say, eight rounds. Mm. Uh, Kruzka will be back. Theriot will be playing again. And, uh, yeah, they've just gone. There. Match-winning 19-game run again.
1: Non-stop. Easy. Last season, the defence was a problem. I think this season it's the attack that'll... Take a while to Joel This I don't mind this new fella Guardiola. Yep. He showed a few glimpses, but mm. um and Marco Runis has shown a few glimpses, so I, I think there's potential there. But um yeah, it's gonna take a while.
0: Holland. Didn't caught your eye at all? No, he's He's almost flown a little bit under the radar as as one of the returning Aussies. You know, he's not one of the the most high profile, but solid player nonetheless. And
3: yeah, I mean, he's probably certainly a, at the level where he would be a very good A League player. Yeah. Um, and but it's not a particularly glamorous role that he plays in. That, that's always a problem for these kind of players. That, yeah. You know, they're, they're never really going to grab headlines. Uh, they're just going to get their head down and do adequate jobs, and I think that's probably what we'll see from.
0: Him. But I th- it almost seems like Makarounis is the is the catalyst for some of the more um, creative attacking play. Mm. You know, Isaias is, is still kind of taking that anchor role in the midfield. Whereas I, I think it might just be that Holland's come back and he's finding his feet a little bit. But I was I would be expecting him to be making the kind of. Late runs into the box and, and picking up a little bit more like that. Really, but...
3: It's never really been his kind of game, though. Really. So, so could, I mean, he, he's locked into midfield. He's he's not really a player that I would associate with
1: attacks in any way. First season, he was doing that. They called him the new team KO for two weeks. <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't think he needs another midfielder with if CS. Taking that, and he is so good in that role.
3: I think, you know, we're forgetting, of course, that Karuska's still got to come back into that. Yeah. And that's kind of the more attacking, creative, playmaking, forward uh, position that he'll yeah. be playing in. True. And Macaronis, I think, will be moving forward into more striker's role uh, when that happens. But I'm surprised if, if he's not
1: on the bench. I'm surprised they've given him. Such responsibility because he was a, again a victory, just a bit part player. He wasn't. Very much so, yeah. mm. He wasn't the main guy. So I he's, think he's a, it's a It Needs must at the mm. moment. You know, just judging by
3: the what's available to them.
0: Right then, Newcastle. We had a, we had a quick chat about them uh, a little bit earlier. Um, go on, Kev. I'll I like I, them. I, I told you so. See, told you so. Devante. pumping up with clear. a goal. Or uh,
3: uh, My man. 21st birthday, loves a landmark goal 21st
0: birthday Yep
3: Scores on debut, scores on his birthday Scores when he likes Scores when he wants Um, But Newcastle as a whole I think are looking Exceptionally good for the budget That they're running on Mm. Uh, And I think Scott Miller put together a fantastic squad And Mark Jones Should be very grateful for it (laughs) Uh, That's not to say that Mark Jones doesn't have a part to play still with it and getting the most out of it but he has inherited a very good, very balanced squad uh, Mm. from front to back I think and I definitely see them as being contenders in the finals, potentially even top four
0: Top four? Potentially Big call
1: I think Scott Miller has shown the potential that we all thought that he had and he's so far the coach of the season. <laughs> 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 Seriously. It didn't didn't mark... It wasn't it two weeks before the season or something like that? Yeah, Mark Jones like, has, has inherited... <laughs> has got a whiteboard and that's pretty much he's the only la- part he's played. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, he's just using the same whiteboard that he, he, he erased it and then wrote the, like, the names back in that's right. in his handwriting. that's, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's no, his team note that's... <laughs> he just rub, rubbed out the miller bit of Mr. Miller at the top of that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's, teacher, he spent a week he?
3: practicing <laughs> Scott Miller's signature before he realized he could use
1: his
0: own. Um, Wayne Brown's been, uh, uh, been oh, a nice addition. I tradition. like him. Yeah. I really like That's, him. The, the goal in the first round was brilliant. He's an,
1: Eng- an Englishman, right? English. Yeah, yep. yeah yep. well done. He's got a lot of skills for an Englishman. I love, for an Englishman. <laughs> big, feet for now. Yeah, he's, I, I, I rate him. Um, I'm really happy. And I like Andrew Naboot. Mm. as well, he's, he's coming, coming to his own it was
3: funny, I mean he looked so good at that debut, well it wasn't actually his debut performance was it, yeah. it was the second or third performance mm. game from victory against Sydney and then just faded mm. disappeared mm. virtually from view but yeah, it's really shown what he can do
1: him and who together, great combo he was playing really well in, uh, was it Malaysia I think, yeah he was playing really well over there and when I spoke to him he was really pumped to come back to the A-League and mm. Uh, it's, good to, it's good to see that Asia's not a graveyard for the the lesser leagues but it know? was it
3: was Malaysia was it Malaysia he was in or was well, Singapore I can't remember Singapore one way or another but it was a team that uh, Gary Phillips I think
1: yeah, uh, put yes. together
3: yeah. and it was like half a dozen Aussies yeah. all playing together in this one team just with the prime motivation of trying to get some silverware Right. and uh, I think they did alright actually mm. I think they did actually win didn't they Yeah. Uh, and then he's come back after that so yeah uh, he's he's doing extremely well and I like the of Jets very much
0: uh, um, Naboot seems to be the the guy that fox sports seem to be go to for like pre like half time and post post game chats as they're walking off the pitch so I'm not sure if that's a, a reflection on on his role in that team as well mm. but he's I suppose he's uh, he's still pretty young but but he's he might be like almost like a bit of a senior player you know he's been around the, the a league a little bit longer than some of the others
1: sure. Yeah. And if Andrew Hall could score. Whew.
0: Well, that, in, in that first game, Devante Klute did like a really cute little kind of Cruyff turn and spin and flicked the ball through for Hall to go onto. Hall flicked it over the keeper and then just forgot that he had to put it in the net. <laughs> 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 just like that. And then he was just like, oh, what, what, oh. and then someone just <laughs>
1: nicked it in front of him. It's <laughs> he,
0: he, really frustrating to watch actually, Hall.
1: Yeah. You know it's there. You know it's. Yeah. You could see that he's got it, but just this is that lack of confidence. It'll come. It'll come. I mean, I, I saw him, I hope
3: so. uh, at that pre season game against the Wanderers B mm. team. Uh, and Naboo and Hull together were both knocking them in and looking good together. I'm convinced that once they get a time on the pitch, you know, they're going to be very impressive. Uh, yeah.
2: And I, I like think if it clicks for Newcastle, then. Yeah, we could be really looking at maybe the early dark horses for top four and beyond. Definitely, definitely. They, they had that the form at the end of last season as well. That you know, they made that unlikely run for the title the yep. finals and just fell short, but they seem you know, the off field troubles obviously hasn't really dented no, there.
3: I mean it's it's as I say, it's a really good squad, I think, for the budget they're running on. And they've got them playing together well. It's really Mark Jones just either has to steer them home or yeah. screw things up by getting into uh, Phil Stubbins-type personal battles with the existing squad, and hopefully that won't happen.
0: Uh, Brisbane. He wants to tackle Brisbane's woes? Burn it down. <laughs>
2: <Just> <laughs> Burn it down and, down and start again. Down. Yep.
3: Oh. I mean, seriously, what's happened this week with the W League is an embarrassment and a disgrace. Uh, What they're doing on the pitch How they can take that squad Which was contenders uh, From most of last season And then just completely screw it up Over the last few weeks of last season And into this season It's a disgrace, just shouldn't be happening I mean, Jim McLaren is a world class Potentially world class striker Invisible, completely I Uh, think they're
2: they're probably the one Black spot on the the A-League season Really both, you know (laughs) Off the field and on the field, they're the the one thing that yeah just just you know has let let what otherwise would be you know maybe the best start to a season at least I can remember just mm. in terms of it has everything you know drama, entertainment, good football, yeah, and Brisbane crowds, just, yeah, yeah, and then they're just I don't know, it's just all gone wrong.
3: They've had one win in the last five League games, which compared to what they were doing up to then, astonishing, astonishing.
0: They play Mariners away this this weekend, which is probably a good thing that it's not a home game because that could have been a very poor attendance.
3: <laughs> True. Yeah.
0: Um, so, w- w- what's happened with the uh, W League this week?
3: W League, the uh, previous CEO—it's a bit complicated to be honest. Previous CEO. Oh, don't a-
0: worry about
3: him. <laughs> 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 no, did a deal with the, the team that they were going to spend the salary cap. On the W League uh, players, so it was going to triple the the budget. From they spent 50 grand on the players, W League players last season, 50. they were going to spend 150 grand this season. So everyone was going to get, I think it was about 320 dollars a game each player on average. Uh, and then the new CEOs come in and said, actually, nah, screw it, we're going to half that, 75 grand. So they're going to get 234 dollars. Uh, Again, this season they've cut the slashed the wage bill by forty percent, having signed contracts to the effect that everyone was going to get a total of one hundred and fifty. And instead, they say, "Oh, we're going to spend the money on uh, coaching staff and uh, facilities." These are your players. Mm -hmm. Respect them. Pay them what you agreed to. Just do. I mean, forty-five
1: grand is what they're going to save. But you can't do that, and you're going to get away with it in this day and age. It's the equivalent well, of everyone's watching. Fifty grand, fifty bucks a week. I think it
3: worked out as they would. They had. They could take off the entire senior squad to mm. save that much money. Instead, now just screw the girls. We'll knock forty-five percent off their wages. Two hundred.
0: I, I wonder who else is getting that that sort of money. You know, like which people in the stadium so if like a security or yeah, referees or I, I'm, I'm sure they're getting around the same amount yeah. as the players
1: are
3: $234 that's, to turn out and play It's ridiculous and there's there is... no boots there's no virtually no medical backup conditions there's probably no insurance if they, they hurt themselves they've got left to themselves I mean, it's an absolute disgrace And of all the people to try and cost-cut money against It's just shocking mm. Absolutely shocking It just brings the whole game into dis- disrepute And I tell you, they're going to pay badly for this Because AFL and cricket are cycling our players Like mm. nobody's business right now And they're luring them away with decent money
0: yep.
3: What's going to happen? It's obvious You know, you're really dependent on the players love of football and football alone uh when you know if they're sports people they and they've got options they're going to take them up afl 2 grand a week yeah and cricket i don't even know what they're offering but the wbbl was so huge last season that the money is going to be substantial if they've got any cricketing bowling catching skills yeah if i was brisbane roar w league players right now Mm. I just said to each other Stuff it Let's walk away Yeah Let's leave them to it It's
0: outrageous Mm. Worry Worrying times for Brisbane Raw Um, But an opportunity to get back on track Against the Mariners on Saturday No Saturday afternoon Who have we not spoken about Perth Glory Um, They've had three pens In the opening two games That's interesting and they they, they missed
1: <laughs> no, probably one of the one that. of the
0: worst. That was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. That was uh, that must have been a bit of karma coming back because it was a, it was a dive that wasn't it?
1: The, yeah. oh, the one that he clipped his feet. I thought he I thought he got the ball and the man. Is
2: this is the mm-hmm. first or second? One? The second. first first one. Keo's Keo, se- Keo second. second. That was yeah. the Glenn Moss. Yeah? yeah. 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 I think that was a penalty. The first one was an accident, but it was a penalty. Second one.
3: Penalty guilt.
2: Penalty guilt, Penalty yeah, yeah. guilt. But I think I, just, I, I took a dive. I'm just going to roll it back into yeah, the keeper's arms. Take this. He couldn't <laughs> hit it any better for a potential save. It's almost as if he was like, please save this. Yeah. Like, I don't want to score this. Yeah, yeah.
1: His body language is horrible. He was just saying, this is where I'm going to kick it. And when he did, it... it, it oh, shit.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Perth have actually scored seven goals from the penalty spot in the last eleven LA games. What I read here, just in <laughs> case it wasn't obvious, seven penalties from eleven games. I
2: think Castro has had quite a few
0: of them. Hasn't uh, is that scored or received? Scored. Wow, scored. and they've and they obviously missed one. So, Yeah, So it would have been eight from eleven. Jesus.
3: Uh, so yeah, they uh, they do love a good penalty. I remember Kevin Musket in the second season. Second season or the fourth season when victory, uh, oh, anyway, i won it penalties. by cricket uh, by Christmas. Yeah, uh, and Musket just kept scoring from the penalty spot and virtually uh, got the title from the penalty
1: spot. Um, so yeah, Gloria, competing for that title. Why would Castro give the penalty to? Was he on the field when that happened? i was trying to remember what.
0: Yeah, because he got. You played the whole game.
1: Because he got the first one. Why would he give it to Keo? Was it
0: because he because he, he won the he penalty? He won the
1: penalty. You take it. It's really weird to change.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't understand that.
0: No, it's true. Um, Taggart of, got off to a good start with a brace in the in, in the first in the first game, and then got injured, and then got injured, which is always a worry. How long how long is he out for?
3: Um, I think the, the intent they were seemed to be saying it was a minor tweak, and they just didn't want him to travel, uh, so he should be back for this one. Um, hopefully, because uh, I think he is uh, great. Another great raw talent up front, mm. uh,
0: deadly from six yards. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's why he's a number nine. That's what that's what you, that's what he's to there for, you yeah. want him to be hitting that front post. You want him to him to be kind of glancing headers into the into the far post and kind of tapping it in from from the six yard box. Um, no, he'll be missed. Let's hope he comes back. I soon. think, he,
3: yeah, I'm not seeing anything to suggest he's not going to be back this weekend yet. But it's early days yet. Um, in terms of uh, this weekend's match against Melbourne City, uh, Melbourne City are unbeaten in seven
1: home matches against Perth Glory. I still don't. I'm I'm kind of over the way Glory play. I was excited the first couple of seasons when Kenny Lowry came in, mm. but now I'm like, this is really boring to watch sometimes.
3: What? Yeah. Perth Glory have attempted more shots than any other side. I don't know. Just apart, uh, second only to Melbourne City. I don't know. Thirty-one shots on t- uh, shots at goal. Yeah.
0: What's, what, what's your problem,
1: Cub? Just not in, I'm just. As the books, as the movie, it's says. very I'm just not into you. It's not into you, per <laughs> It's it's kind of traditional English style player, yeah. isn't it? Just,
0: Lose Mourinho. Yeah.
1: But I don't know. maybe I'm just spoilt with the the silky skills and flowing football of Sydney FC this season. But I don't know. Two runs in, mate. <laughs> I'm I'm, you can guarantee that once
3: uh,
1: <laughs> once people, he's got a
3: bit of head of steam up. Yeah. He will shut up shop and it will be one nil games for the rest of the season. I hope not.
1: <laughs> it's very exciting stuff. <laughs> I, I, I may have called it early, but it's the best I've ever seen Sydney play. I would agree with you, actually. Yeah,
3: I think certainly going back most of the seasons, um, it's looking like a very cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. But I still think that Arnie will shut up shop once he's got a lead uh, mm-hmm. established he gets three or six points ahead of the rest of the group you can have
1: the bus parked after 1-0 wins that's alright, it's just half a season of quality, I'm, I'm happy with that last team
0: to, uh, to talk about Phoenix bottom of the table, only team to not get a point, uh, losing 1-0 to City in the opening round uh, a bit of a depleted team you know, with the All Whites international, so I think there was kind of five or six players from their squad that, that weren't there, um, you know. And to say victory got stuffed 4-1, one nil, might not have been that bad a result. Yeah. Um, but like flipping that on the other side, um, it kind of shows a bit of maturity from City there because those are the games that they, they, they slipped up in last last season. Yeah. You know, going away, they, didn't, they, they played pretty badly away from home. Um, but but yeah, Phoenix. Um, this this week, distance derby. They had to travel a long way. Distance derby. Interesting fact about the distance derby. Here we go. Five thousand kilometres. If you put, um, if you wrote down on a piece of paper or, or f- typed it out, font in uh, Times New Roman twelve point, um, distance derby. The amount of times that someone said distance derby over the last weekend, it could have it could have gone for five thousand kilometres. <laughs> Interesting fact. There you go.
3: Just collect your stuff in the way up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many times we know it's distance derby. It's the most tenuous derby link going has, has
3: every game. I think the thing is, though, that that was coined as a sort of ironic term. Yeah, and it's now become. Now people actually are taking it seriously as a thing. It was a joke.
1: <laughs> but has, has every game between each A League team got a derby attached to it now? It, have, we, have we got a nickname for every single I game? Think we I do, yeah. yeah. we must
0: yeah. if If not, we'll... Um, it's well, a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: Adelaide versus Mariners might be struggling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything there. Yeah. <laughs> but apart
3: from that, every <laughs> other game... <laughs> every other game is covered. <laughs>
1: <We're
3: just laughs> oh, no, no, it's uh, on... Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's a wine country. Oh, no, no, it's not. No. That's Adelaide versus... Newcastle. Yeah.
1: No, no, nothing. The Bong derby <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, kids. <laughs> say no, say no.
0: Alrighty then. So that. that's that is the ten teams covered. So, covered. Uh, let's have a quick chat about Socceroos. <sighs> it's bit looking the d- shaky. I reckon. I've
3: lost a little bit of faith with Ange. Oh, I have to say. And Ange, we trust no more. I'm with Kevin. Mm. What? Yeah. I don't like playing players out of position. I don't like shoehorning every good player into the side just because they're good players. I'd rather see us play to our strengths and use the depth off the bench uh, rather than try and get Moy, Lungo and Rogic all playing together and Milligan at right back. No. Mm. No. We have options. Let's use them. Best players in best positions use the bench and that's tinkering and I don't think it's going to work for us and it's something that our managers especially in the A-League but occasionally in the uh, uh, international field seem to fall into this trap-off uh,
1: and I think it's a really really bad road to go down mm. I think it worked Angel's tactics worked in the last group playing that narrow four midfielders Uh, in the second bank and without any wide players. Uh, But now, I don't think that's good enough. Like, having Leckie and Cruz on the bench at home... Yeah. I know they ran their hearts out against uh, Saudi Saudi. Arabia, but I just... You you can't do that against quality opposition. Exactly. And they know know exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. If you don't have any space... Uh, and you don't, you can't uh, run in behind the defence. I think that's really naive to think that you can use that tactic and get away with it. Um, so I'm really disappointed with with uh, with the Japan game because uh, I don't know if it's a lack of depth that we don't have anyone to replace Cruz and and Lecky. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had Goodwin that we could have yep. used. Yep, he's been playing well in the era divisi, so why not use him? Um, the right back is a problem. Yeah,
3: mm. but we have other options. We have options ahead of using defensive midfielders and right back. It's just
0: simple. What well, R- R- Risden had a cracking game uh, this week. You know, he's, he, he, I rate him very highly. And um, the I said before maturity, but um, but like th- to his cutback from Marinkovic for the second Perth goal this weekend was that that, that was world class. Mm. That was like. Uh, any other player with with the without the composure that, that Risden showed would have drilled it across the box to I think it was Kio or Castro who was um, like on the six yard box. But no, he pulled it back, disguised the pass, almost like a no look pass to the edge of the box from Marinkovic. That, that, for, for me, if you're playing four central midfielders which which they were at uh, Soccaroo's were um uh, in that Japan game you need to be using your full backs mm, because absolutely. because then you've got um that slots into this as a third center back as the other as the other center backs push out smith was doing it brilliantly on yeah. the uh, on the left hand side
2: but you know it seems a logical choice to play in that role he, he, and, yeah.
3: and Ryan McGowan again another one who is a central defender not a right back he mm. can play in right back
2: I think he got shown up quite a bit Yeah, oh, he, he's, he's, he's
3: not a forward attacking kind of fullback nah. he's not a marauding fullback of the kind that we need when we're playing that kind of formation and yeah it's just they targeted flawed, him flawed yeah. Mm.
2: yeah but I think as it's, you said Kev it was just a the first half especially was it was shocking and it was I think you know maybe the first major misstep Anders had just in totally getting his tactics wrong and you know Mm -hmm. I think Japan played us masterfully in that first half responded played uncharacteristically for them but it worked a treat Mm. and I think yeah trying to shoehorn you know that's something the the English national team does try and shoehorn their best Mm. plays into a side that's then dysfunctional and doesn't work Yeah, Yeah. we have enough good players to you know play
3: We already already have the discussion over Moy and Rogic playing in the same team and can they do it Uh, but to throw Lungo into that mix as well, that's just ridiculous,
0: it's just too much of a good thing. Smacks of 2000 uh, euros with um, Lampard, Gerrard and Scholes. Exactly. And Scholes was playing left wing or something like that. It's like ah, oh,
3: exactly good. it. Uh, the the Gerrard Lampard thing is what we've got with Rogic and uh, yeah. Moy and then Sco- Scholes and Skulls uh, and the wrong into the mix. It's just so so wrong and flawed. Um,
2: but the second half was better though. Yeah, I think
1: Because yeah, Cruz came came yeah. on, we
2: had some width we, Yeah, and we changed the tactics up and you know, when we, we did w- what we needed to do We I went think back think. to the plan that we, we should have, have had, had in the first place Yeah,
3: uh, I mean, this was a, an important game at home that we should have been not experimenting with, we should have been fielding our best obvious, strongest mm. team against our major opponent in this group uh, and should have been going for a win and then closing it down, and that was the other thing. I actually spoke to, to Ange before the match uh, and asked him if you know he was concerned that when we're in a position where we've taken a lead, uh, we don't shut the game down and hold on to that lead, or you know at least play a bit more sensibly to uh, to uh, protect the lead yeah. and. One, he didn't feel that that was an issue, and two, he thinks that's not the way we play, we'll always play for the win. And I think that's a bit naive. We need to have a plan B. We don't need to park the bus, but we need to be more sensible than just constantly trying to go for the win. Mm. We we need to uh, control the game so that you know we're not giving them opportunities to attack us without necessarily parking the bus.
2: I think it's obviously... There's shades of grey there. The World Cup is the, the ultimate... End game. That we need to be able to do that if we want to go
3: exactly. You know. We can't be naive to think that we can just keep attacking all out attack uh, and hold a game at bay. That's good to begin with, but once you've got a lead, you need to. Just be a bit more sensible and less mm. naive and uh, just control the game from that point on.
0: Which, which is what Japan were doing pretty well. Yeah. They obviously they went 1 0 up um, early on, but they looked pretty content just to kind of sit back, let, uh, let us have the ball in our own half and around the centre circle, but then just shutting out any space, no, no chance to kind of work, work their way through. It was only that, like in the second half, when we just kind of upped that intensity and, and started moving the ball a, a lot quicker, that it kind of brought them out of position i i thought the most interesting part about this japan game was it almost feels like there's been like a a, a, a mindset change with other asian nations now that it is it it's a, a good result to come to australia and get and get a point or even a, a point at home or so like the saudi like japan those those top teams are korea um you know, Asian Cup win obviously put Australia as a as a, a, a big player now and, and 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 that's and that's good but even more to your point there needs to be Plan B
3: yeah there, there must be a Plan B and we just don't seem to have one which is really disappointing I, I, Ange is a clever tactician and I'm sure he can come up with one but his he is just determined that we're going to attack attack
1: attack well, I almost think we do have a Plan B. But we're starting with the Plan B instead of starting with Plan A, which is our best formation. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it started with the the um, the game against oh, Tajikistan. What was the game in Canberra? That's when I first saw him play four midfielders, and I was so surprised. Mm. Um, and then once Timmy came on, that's when we were much better. See, so, yeah, I mean, we went through that initial round of qualifying, mm. and we were
3: it was easy matches or you know less less uh challenging matches and it gave us an opportunity then to effectively treat them as friendlies, and an experiment Mm. bring new players in try new formations that's great that's what we need to do then but we need to have established what is our best formation what is our best 11 and use that in the big games the important games like japan and we're not doing that we're still experimenting, and I just got to snap out of this experimentation mode and get back to uh, the basics. Of these are important games. This is our best team. These are this is our best formation and tactics.
2: Well, I after. think hopefully it'll be a bit of a wake up call there. That you know we could have quite easily lost at home to Japan, and that would have ruined our pretty our good early momentum in the in the qualifiers. And yeah. we, I think, we're quite lucky to escape with a draw. But hopefully, going forward, they they learn that lesson and you know, we respond properly. and yeah. Play with a bit more, I suppose, maturity and, you know, awareness. Yeah,
0: we've got a month to sort it out, and but the Thailand game may be moved to a to a neutral venue because the is it because the king is died? Yeah, is, they, is that the reason why? A month of mourning, I think. Ah.
3: So not only a neutral venue, but maybe no fans.
0: What about the, can can the players play? Are they will they not be really in really mourning? I, I think think, they think they're,
3: they're being made shoot. to happen. Uh, them being made to play by FIFA, right? Yeah, uh, but the. F- Thai Football Association doesn't actually want the game to be played. Yeah. They've cancelled all football, I think, in the, in the state until the new year. Uh, they would be quite happy for this game to be postponed until next year. Um, but I mean, you know, there's a, it's, it's crazy to have this position. I know there's cultural sensitivities, but mm. there's also a lot of fans who book tickets and yeah. uh, accommodation. Yeah. Uh, thinking it's going ahead on November the fifteenth.
0: Well, Gallup's came out this morning and said that it might be KL or Singapore, if, um, but they're really hoping that Bangkok is still going to be an option.
1: That's going to be a tough game against Thailand. That's Thailand has really... certainly improved. And, and if there's no fans, it's even it's going to be tougher. I think for just for I think for, for Australia, awesome. I think it'll just be a weird... Um, playing uh, in front of no fans, I, don't I think mean, do that
3: well. To be fair, it's probably giving us a bit of an advantage because if there's no football, they're not going to be that match sharp by the yeah. time we play. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, probably limited training as well. Mm. So.
0: 16th of November the Thailand game we will see where it will be played right coming up this weekend we've got Melbourne City versus Perth Glory (laughs) Perth Perth
1: (laughs) Perth Perth that's how you actually say Perth that is cheers thanks for helping me out that's I'm here for you Um, you. City
3: win Um, everything says that we will be yep Uh, Glory always lose Friday games recently, lost the last three Friday games in a row Mm. and uh, Bruno Fonroli scored three of his, scored in three of his four appearances against Glory last season He got four goals against them so everything suggests it'll be a draw (laughs)
0: <laughs> Con, is uh, is Kenny Lowe's negative football tactics going to um, going do anything? Are they going to ruin City's home um, well,
1: game? What I'm, what I'm excited to see is the Cahill factor. Uh, speaking to Greg O'Rourke, the head of the A-League, he was saying that part of the whole concept of having two derbies at the beginning was to get people excited and those who didn't turn up to those first two games, interested, and create a push-on effect. Mm. Let's see if that happens. You know, you've got Perth Glory. It's not really a big, big name no, uh, fixture. Um, let's see if we can. Let's see if the fans turn up because uh, you know City have got ten thousand members now. Let's yep. see what what the if there's a, a follow through. Mm. I'd be interested to see if that happens.
0: Well, this is the first home game for them,
1: isn't it? And I, I just think Melbourne will destroy Perth. Yep. they are going to destroy them. You reckon? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. I don't... I, th- I think it will be a, a really good tight match. Um, I still fancy Perth to be the top three. Like, if they if they beat Victory 4-0, what are they going to do to Perth? That's my... Uh,
0: Saturday early kick-off, Central Coast Mariners versus <laughs> Brisbane Roar. <laughs> <laughs> Tom? I mean...
2: two Two poor-form teams. Mm, I felt even against Sydney that obviously the comeback against Perth was amazing but against Sydney Central Coast weren't terrible they had their moments I think at 2-0 when they
3: they were the best team
2: (laughs) I wouldn't go that far but they weren't they weren't a mile away (laughs) best team ever to lose (laughs) 4-0
3: and
2: yeah the penalty I think and obviously the a goalkeeping error for the fourth killed the game off but they mm-hmm. they had chances at 2-0 and could have found a way back into it I think it depends on what Brisbane shows up really I think Central Coast have a, quite a good chance if the Brisbane that's yeah. just, you know shown up so far
3: I think you're missing Central Coast's role in this season It's to play bad teams back into
1: form <laughs> <laughs> that's all we're going to do
0: uh, but the, the two teams, as we said before, with the most possession so far this season, um, who's going to keep the ball? It's the possession derby. Possession derby. <laughs> 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 yes, thank you. Uh, I like that. Uh, right, Adelaide v Melbourne Victory on the late kickoff, which is um, cracker. This is this this is a derby. Is there a name for this derby? Grand final derby. Grand Final derby.
3: Yeah, they played against each other in two grand, three, two, three, two grand finals. Lost Adelaide lost both.
0: It's
3: a lot of grudge as mm. a result.
0: Oh, oh, always a good game. They had uh, they packed out um, the oval for it last season, didn't they? They did. Yeah, De- decent decent attendance. High Marsh this um, this season, but um, yes, yeah, so this Adelaide desperately need to to do something out of this and
2: and victory as well. Well, I think the worst thing for Adelaide is obviously now with their injury worries and what happened to them against Western Sydney. uh, uh, Melbourne victory team off the back of a thrashing in the Melbourne derby is the last team you want showing up, you know, for a game where you're I mean, I'm sure Muscat will have them fired up. They need to prove themselves this year. They've had a, a bad start. Adelaide, you know, need to find some form as well. And I think, you know, if they can't kind of get a bit of early, you know, The upper hand early that I think Melbourne, you know, have it all to prove there and they could Mm. cause an upset. Potentially might get
0: Troisi back as well, I believe, this game. Someday, early game, Wellington-Phoenix will host your boys' Sydney FC, Con.
1: Well, I honestly don't think it'll be a walk in the park for Sydney. Wellington will have their players uh, with them together for a full week for the first time this season so uh, I think C- Sydney should be careful um, I think Arnie will do what you were mentioning tightening it up at the back not uh, probably play a bit more cautious rather than throw um, throw an attacking kind of uh, style at them but um, I'm still confident that Sydney will come out victors
0: Sydney are odds on favourites $1.85 as opposed to Phoenix is 390. Ooh. they're actually only $2 to, to win 4-0 I just made that up (laughs) (laughs) And the final game of the round Western Sydney Wanderers Will host Newcastle Jets First game at Spotless Kev
3: It's going to be a good clash this actually It's going to be interesting I mean one The venue alone is going to be interesting See how uh, it adapts And oval adapts to football And how the fans what kind of noise the RBB can make in it Mm. Um,
0: it's very open isn't it it
3: is yeah Yeah. Uh, is there any covering at all
0: there is on the top tier right the top tiers are covered but it's it's kind of Yeah. yeah This setback anyway, it's set back anyway. It's just going to well. suck
3: all the noise and atmosphere out of the place, mm. isn't it? So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that in itself. In terms of the the uh, the match, I think um, I th- think it's going to be a proper test for Newcastle Jets, uh, and I can see them uh, given what I saw of the preseason match, which wasn't Wanderers' first team. I can still see them doing a lot of damage to Wanderers. I think it'll be a draw, though.
1: Is is Monday a public holiday? Here. No, no, no. Because why is the game on at seven pm? That's yeah, an odd one. Interesting,
0: seven pm on a on a Sunday night.
1: Strange that do. Seven mm. pm on a Sunday night. Very well.
3: Western Sydney Wanderers fans don't have jobs to go to in Monday. Oh, oh.
1: oh, you said that. <laughs> and Newcastle Jets fans, <laughs> to right. Magnus fans. <laughs> Right then. The unemployment line derby. <laughs> <laughs> Centrelink derby.
3: Um, yeah. It's con. What's your. Stammer Rocks is your Twitter handle?
0: All abuse oh, abuse
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> He said it, not me. Brilliant. Well, that was a bumper pod. Um, reviewing the opening two rounds and a, and a little quick preview of the upcoming games. We have got our Timmy issue of the mag on sale, available in all good news agents, um, or go to the website to uh, subscribe. It's
3: not just Tim Cahill though, although what else is it? there is a lot of Tim Cahill, it has to be said. But there's the greatest games in A-League history. Uh, it's a new book that's out by uh, Roy Hay and a whole load of other star names, and they've all contributed their favourite games from uh, A-League's. 12 years now Jeez. Uh, plus we've got uh, Klopp new king of the cop uh, big feature on him and the revolution at Anfield and oh there's all sorts of this. Joey Barton on Prison Life and uh, a, the, the alternative guide to the Champions League too, so yeah, buy it it's great, you'll love it,
0: it. lovely, thanks Tom Con, Kev Cheers. Cheers. and we will speak to you next week probably yeah.